I'm Britt Kreitzer, and this is the story of my first job. Towards the end of each school year, I started to ask my dad the same question every day when he came home from work. No, it wasn't, when is the last day of school? No, it wasn't, when does the pool open? But the thing I desperately wanted to know was, is Dairy Queen open for summer? The 1950s style walk-up Dairy Queen is a staple in downtown Leavenworth where I grew up. The Dairy Queen, which is still open today, is only open during the summertime. This Dairy Queen does not have a drive-through or an inside seating area. There is only a window. The person inside the building controls clear blinds that can be opened in order for words to be exchanged through the mesh screen and then closed again to keep any bugs and heat from coming into the building. At waist level, there is a counter with a tiny napkin dispenser and a small window that slides open enough to exchange the treats for cash. In addition to the window, various posters depicting the classic DQ desserts plaster the front of the building, which is basically a long glass wall. Among the posters was the one with the sundaes served in plastic baseball helmets and another with a peanut buster parfait. My family did not need the posters to decide what to order. My brother always asked for a large cherry dipped cone. My sister's go-to was the Mr. Misty with strawberries, a limited time menu item. My dad's order was always and still is hot fudge sundae with nuts and whipped cream. And my mom went with a large iced tea. Yes, it was strange my mom would pass up ice cream when going to Dairy Queen, but the strangest thing about the iced tea order to me was the cup. I did a quick Google search to see if I could find an example of this cup because I remember thinking it looked like a giant Chinese takeout box, but I didn't have any luck. So if you remember these cups, please let me know because it is driving me nuts. I would love to see a photo. For my order, I usually changed it up each time. I would scan the posters and see what caught my attention. Sometimes I would go for the strawberry shortcake or the banana split. Maybe I was in the mood for a blizzard, which was a pretty new addition to the menu at the time. But then I had to decide which blizzard out of the choices. Chocolate chip cookie dough, Heath, Hydrox. Oh yes, our Dairy Queen's affinity was for the Hydrox cookie, not Oreo. I will let you debate which is better. Sometimes I was in the mood for a chocolate malt or every now and then a root beer float. One of my favorite treats though was the peanut brittle crunch cone. I have been to quite a few Dairy Queens over the years and many of them do not carry this elusive, sweet and crunchy coating. But if you ever come across a Dairy Queen that has it, I recommend it. With our treats in hand, we would walk the few feet back to our station wagon. My dad would pop up the back gate and the kids would sit in the trunk with our feet dangling out of the car. As we slapped ourselves, trying to swat at the mosquitoes attacking us on those hot summer nights, the neon lights from the Dairy Queen glowed in the background as the sky turned dusk. When I was 14, I wanted to get a job, and my parents strongly encouraged me to apply at Dairy Queen. It was only a block away from my dad's print shop so he could check on me. My mom had worked at Dairy Queen when she was a teenager, so I think she thought it would be a good bonding experience for us. My mom insists that when she worked at Dairy Queen, she and her friends would eat right out of the soft serve machines by bending their heads under the dispenser. Now, given that I told you she only orders iced tea, I'm not sure that I believe this. The owners, Mr. and Mrs. Oaks, had owned the Dairy Queen for 40 years by the time I started there, and apparently they must have known that I was a legacy, even if my mom worked at a different Dairy Queen, because they hired me without much of an interview. There was a group of college girls that had been working there for four to five years, and since they were likely on their last summer of working there, he was starting a new crew. 
If I forget someone, I'm very sorry, but it has been 20 years. Let's see, the other employees included Charlotte, Jennifer, and Molly, who were also legacies. Nick, he taught me to drive a stick shift. Caitlin, Mark, Tom, Cassie, Beth, Brett, and Jen. Oh, and there was another guy who talked about politics all the time, Christopher. Our uniforms consisted of brown polyester pants, a maroon shirt with the DQ logo on it, and a DQ visor. We had time cards we punched at the end and the beginning of each shift. I believe I got paid $4.25 an hour. One thing I learned right away from the college girls was that we needed to be accurate and efficient. We weighed the cones and sundaes before they went out the window to make sure they were the correct number of ounces. We followed the recipes precisely and never made mistakes. I can only remember one time where a customer came up and said he got the wrong order. We profusely apologized, replaced his order, and then after he left, we all talked about how he was the one who must have ordered the wrong thing because we all heard him order a cheeseburger and not a hot dog. Which, by the way, the hot dogs were deep fried and delicious. The second thing I learned from the college girls was that the owners were very frugal. All of the knives, washcloths, and kitchen utensils came from garage sales. Instead of using traditional trash bags, we lined the trash cans with the plastic that the cones came in. While other Dairy Queens ordered pre-made Dilly Bars and Buster Bars, Mr. Oaks spent his mornings making them using a mold for the Dilly Bars and small cups for the Buster Bars. And because he was in early to make the novelties, he was always willing to sell to a customer even if it was outside business hours. We could not waste anything, hence the reason for being accurate. I don't know if this is obvious or not, but cones are designed with holes along the border to catch the melted ice cream so it doesn't drip everywhere. The ideal ice cream cone is tall to keep those holes exposed, and of course the signature DQ curl tops each one. In the beginning, when I hadn't mastered this, the college girls would scrape the ice cream off the cone and stick it in a cup to be used later in a blizzard, and then let me try to make the cone again. None of it was wasted. Once, I did spill the entire container of chocolate on the counter. The girls and I worked at an incredible speed to get it cleaned up before Mr. and Mrs. Oaks came back. We didn't want them to see how much had been lost. Looking back though, I don't know why we were so worried. I don't remember either of them ever getting angry with us. In fact, we each got a free meal at each shift and a serving of ice cream as long as we didn't go crazy on toppings. But at the end of the summer, Mr. Oaks would send a carton of the peanut brittle crunch with one of the college girls because he knew how much she loved it and the DQ where she lived didn't have one on the menu. I also learned about saving money. Mr. Oaks brought in charts and tables that showed if I saved $2,000 per year starting when I was 16 that I could easily have $1 million by the time I retire. I also remember him saying that $1 million may not be enough by the time that I'm 65, but hey, it's still a million dollars. Unfortunately, I did not have $2,000 a year to invest when I was 16. Actually, I still don't have an extra $2,000 a year now that I'm 36, but I still saved as much as I could, which actually paid off later when I got a divorce and I was able to have something to fall back on. I remember the customers too. There was Kenny, a guy a few years older than me, in good shape that walked to Dairy Queen from who knows where, rarely with a shirt on, I guess because it was hot, I really don't know, and always ordered a triple cheeseburger. The owner of the gas station across the street would call in an order for a BLT every day. There were families newly stationed at Fort Leavenworth who were so excited to see this vintage style DQ and took photos in front of it. There was always the 30-something who told us, you know, I used to work here. I guess she thought this impressed us. Some of the older customers still ordered a brown derby, which was a chocolate dip cone. 
For the most part, my interaction with customers included me saying next, and that will be XX dollars. There wasn't much small talk, which is great for me because honestly, I don't think I'm a people person. I feel sometimes I say the wrong thing and offend people. One of the first times I realized this was at Dairy Queen. I had a customer come up to the window. I slid open the clear blinds and asked, hi, may I help you? So far, so good. The customer ordered a cone, $1.06. I turned around, lightly grasped the cone by the paper wrapper so as to not break it and to not touch the actual cone and gently tugged it from the cone dispenser. I placed it under the soft serve machine with my left hand and my right hand pulled the knob toward me to release the soft serve. As my right hand turned the soft serve machine off, my left hand completed the DQ curl. I turned back around to face the window and set the cone down on the counter to slide it out the window. As my right hand turned the soft serve machine off, my left hand completed the DQ curl. I turned back around to face the window and set the cone down on the counter to slide it out the window. Thanks, ma'am. Um, excuse me? but do you really think I'm a ma'am? Suddenly, I realized the bag he was carrying was more of a tote and not a purse. His hair was pretty short, but it was still gender neutral. And maybe his face did look like it had hair stubble. I did think the customer was a woman, but now I realized I had made a grave error. I had to think quickly. What? No, of course not. I said, thanks, man. You know, like, hey, man, how's it going? Whew. I thought to myself, that was a close one. I really saved the day. Fast forward 20 years, and that tiny walk-up Dairy Queen is still open. My two kids and I live in Overland Park now, but we still make the 45-minute drive to Leavenworth quite often to visit the grandparents. Not too long ago, I realized that the days were getting longer, the grass was getting greener, and the flowers were blooming. I asked the kids, hmm, I wonder if Dairy Queen is open for summer. Dairy Queen, my six-year-old daughter's eyes opened wide. Ice cream? Oh, yes, let's see. Now my two-year-old son had caught on to what was going on. Ice cream? Oh, yes, let's see, he said with a smile. He always copies his sister. I pulled into the tiny little parking lot, and as I was getting the kids out of the car seats, I noticed another family with out-of-state tags a little confused on what to do. They looked nervous to go up to the Dairy Queen. I took the lead so they could follow me since I was an old pro. The teenager working the window opened up the slots and I said, you know, I used to work here. Are you going to talk about the time? <laughs> Mrs. Oaks's hat No, <laughs> because she's still alive, so like, I don't... <laughs> I don't want to talk about the time that she wore the visor upside down. And I can't, I don't know how to explain that without a picture. Like, there's also the time where they would like roll. I'm not going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> You're going to use this against me. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Oaks. <laughs>